What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Beast Mode podcast. My name is Erin Bees. I'm a wife, a mom, a military veteran, and I spent 13 and a half years in multi-level marketing. <sighs> That's a mouthful. Every time I say it. Uh, I am grateful to have healed my way out of that, and now I'm using all of my social media platforms, including this podcast, to educate and raise awareness around the dangers of multi-level marketing companies, the tactics their distributors use, and some of the manip but dip, 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 manipulation, there it is, <laughs> that some of these leaders use to try and recruit. So I'm very excited about today. Um, I have my friend Avery Jo here, and she actually, she is one of the members in my Discord, and we just love her. She also, <laughs> if you guys don't know, she is the one that designed the X Empire merch, and she also designed the Judas merch, so round of applause for her friends. Uh, she was a part of It Works and Motor Club of America. Have you guys heard of this one? So uh, I'm excited to hear about it. And Avery Joe, you want to say hello and introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah. Um, hi, thank you for having me on. Um, my name is Avery Joe. I am 24 years old. Um, my pronouns are she, her. I think that's an important thing to say. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I was in two MLM companies. Neither were for too very long. Um, but the first one was It Works, and the second one was Motor Club of America. Uh, MCA is the abbreviation. Um, it Works was back in like 2015, maybe okay. around there, because I was in like high school about to start college age and I feel like that's um what the person who recruited me was kind of going for like the age that she was trying to recruit um and she was that was at the time when I kind of just added whoever I whoever came across me I guess on Facebook and she was uh, a random person that I never met uh, in Seattle and she friended me for whatever reason to recruit me so yeah that's what we see quite often random yeah. friend requests with these spam messages yeah and I actually I still have I screenshotted the message that she sent me to recruit me oh my god do you want to read it I can read it this is from somebody and it works granted this was 2015 so I'm optimistic yeah. in saying that maybe it's changed a little bit I hope the verbiage has changed a little bit, but I don't know. It was like one of the very typical like, hey girl messages. Oh man. Well, we know that still happens. So yes, especially with it works. Yes. Oh my God. They're very, here it is. Oh God. So, uh, I'm just going to call her S. Okay. It says, hey babe, with the heart emoji, with the Ew. heart eye emoji. Was this right after the friend request? Like you didn't know Pretty her? Much. This is the first conversation? Yep. <laughs> So this is super out of my comfort zone, and I never usually do things like this. That's a lie. However, I keep seeing your posts, so here goes nothing. Have you ever thought of doing what I do and making an extra income? I just know that you would love this, and extra money never hurts, heart emoji. Let me know what you think. Can I give you some more info? I feel like we have a and lot that's to that's how unpack. it all started. We have a lot to unpack in that message. Hey, babe, heart emoji. Uh, you don't know me to be calling me babe. That might be super insulting, right? I've been seeing your post. How? You just sent me a friend request. Like, did you just take like a look for a few seconds? Um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure I didn't have a lot on my feed back then. Like when I first got onto Facebook, I was like one of the last people to join Facebook, it feels like, because I just didn't need it yeah. until like high school. So I joined when I was like 15 or 16. Um, and so I didn't even have a picture of myself as my profile picture. <laughs> so she had no idea who she was messaging, but you'd be great at this. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And I love how they always start. This is really out of the ordinary. I don't normally do this. Listen, S, we know you do. We know that those in multi-level marketing in some way, shape or form 
definitely send cold messages. And let me give examples. Uh, if that, and if, if it involves seeing who's looking at your Instagram stories and messaging them for your thing, that is considered, in my opinion, a cold message. If you are, if Facebook is, oh, by the way, who uses Facebook still? Come on. I don't. Like, I think I, the last time I, I posted was like, a week ago and even then I'm like what are, what am I doing here no this the only thing matter. I post is my dog at this point that's I what literally all people follow me for I mean your dog is super cute so I would be posting I feel like dog. that's why most of my friends are still friends with me on there they're here for the dog pictures yes I love that um but a lot of the messages come from like Facebook suggesting somebody you send the friend request they accept like, oh, okay, whatever. And then you get this super long message. Hey, babe, you'd be great at what I do. Have you ever thought about doing what I do? That's a cold message. Uh, <laughs> it just feels so cringy to say it out loud. Like who says, hey, babe, or hey, girl, really? Right. Uh, talking about Facebook and that nobody uses it anymore. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, who uses Facebook anymore? It's so, it's so cringy. It, yeah. And it, it really is cringy when you remove yourself and you, you just, just read this message out loud and it's, it's cringy, you know? Ugh. Yep. So tell, so how long were you in at works? Do you think? Um, I was, it's funny because I was still in at works when I was thinking about joining NCA. <laughs> um, I can honestly only... say I have never heard that phrase in my podcast when I, the, and specifically when I was thinking about joining MCA that is a first on this on this podcast yeah because I was like at the time I thought that I might want to do my own business kind of thing because I've always been like into graphic design and art stuff <clears throat> so I thought I could feasibly make it my own thing or like do something along the lines of being an entrepreneur and seeing the different avenues that that could take me yeah so and that's when I started seeing all of these things about MLM company. I didn't know they were MLMs, but I started hearing the different company names basically. So like it works was the first one. Then I saw MCA and later down the line, I saw others. Um, but like it works fascinated me mainly because of like the weight loss or the fat loss stuff. Yeah. Cause I have always been overweight. And okay. so that is a pain point that they like to use. <clears throat> So yeah, that here was the main are, thing that here I like to I what what I've learned is that I like to identify vulnerabilities because I think as we identify some of the vulnerabilities, it helps other people to go, oh my gosh, me too, or um helps helps with awareness. And so here you were young, um, getting ready to graduate high school and going to college, which is a that's a scary time, you know. You've it's a been big in transition. school. Yeah, you've been in school, you're in, you know, since you were five, and now you're going to college, maybe that looks like, you know, still living at home and going to college or going out of state or whatever. That's a that's a very scary kind of time. It's a very vulnerable time. Um, and there are unfortunately a lot of companies and a lot of leaders that really kind of target that, that age group that uh, where they're at in their life. So it's interesting. Yeah, and I can personally say that I was very vulnerable at the time. Uh, also, just mentally, I was not in a good place. Uh, mm. And there was a lot going on in my home life too, for the past, like ever since college and then moving forward, like my mom moved states to go to work because it's just the easiest thing for her until she retires and then she moves back here and my parents are still together but it was just like a really confusing time going back and forth and that kind of thing yeah um so it was just a very confusing time and I think the MLM structure or like the opportunity that they were proposing to me sounded very appealing to me at the time because of those things yeah. um now I just wish I could tell myself to not fall for it, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's so many of us. 
I mean, I can say that, although I, I will say that I, I have met some really incredible people and there are several people that I still stay in contact with. And for that, I'm absolutely grateful. But the rest of it, the dangling of the carrot, the chasing, uh, the chasing of that carrot, the time lost, you know, I think it's really cool that you weren't in very long because hopefully you didn't lose a lot of time and you didn't lose a lot of money. Like it took me a long time to figure that out, you know? Yeah. The good thing with me is that my dad has always been like, my parents, actually both of them were always on my butt about saving money and like not like spending just impulsively and like trying to get the most out of your money, you know? I love that. Um, even as a kid. So like, even when I was purchasing the starter kit for It Works, I couldn't justify paying the $100 that it was initially. So I forced myself to wait until they had like a half off sale. Okay. All right. So I'm like, I only paid like $50 for the starter kit that arrived. I realized that the products were kind of piece of shit, but <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> literally all they gave you in a starter kit, if I remember correctly, was like a brochure. They gave us a like wristband and it works wristband, like one of those rubber wristbands. <laughs> a wristband? And then like four bottles of that like gel that they use for like cellulite. Yep. Stomach. That they put under the wraps? Yeah, yeah. And I think they gave us a couple of the wraps, but like only like two. For 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look this up right now because I'm I'm genuinely curious. Yeah, I got the really basic starter kit. Let's see. Become a distributor. Not really. Don't suggest it. <laughs> Not giving you knuckleheads my email. <laughs> uh, let's see. Join now. And let's see, I, let's pick, oh, I can't even, okay, skip and get assigned a distributor. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, they always make it really difficult. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. And this one is highlighted green and it's recommended and it's $149. It's the business builder kit and triple threat pack plus monthly auto ship. Because we know the distributors are the customers. Yes. One-time savings of $240 and you save $39 on your monthly auto ship as well. So you get your business builder kit, which has no description, uh, a welcome box that's listed on here. I think the welcome box is just the only thing that I received. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely only got the welcome box. Like nothing else, just the welcome. <laughs> but you got the wristband. The wristband, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see, you get two skinny brew bags, 30 total single serve packets, one slimming gummy bottle, 60 gummies, one Thermo Fight X bottle, 60 caplets, monthly auto ship of $102, not billed or shipped today. It's processed in 30 days. Mm. And they already have the products for the auto ship, which is the two skinny brew bags and the slimming gummies. I find that interesting. Wait, so they would just be, so the auto ship would continuously give them those specific products that they got yeah. in the starter pack? Yeah, that's interesting. That's new. Yeah. And then they have um, another one and it looks like this just does not have the auto ship. Same price. Those are the two, those are the two options. And of course, the one with the auto ship is recommended. Of course. And they probably want you to change your auto ship date to the first so that the leader knows exactly like, oh, this is, this is what we need to do in order to maintain the rank. Yep. <laughs> oh God. So <laughs> I, I got that in the mail and I think I started messaging friends of mine that I thought would be interested in, in the products or the business, mostly the products. I didn't want to be the one to recruit because recruiting just always felt so gross to me. Yeah. Like I'm not the, even when I'm trying to help like the people in the server and like you with the graphic design stuff, I never want to be the pushy person to be the one to ask. Like 
Yeah. I can offer my services, but I never want to be like just continuing to hound on someone to yeah, provide. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, so recruiting never really appealed to me at all. <laughs> um, but and when I started messaging people about the products, it just felt like they would be somewhat interested at first. Like when I first messaged them about it, I even messaged like my best friend that I've had since for like 13 years. Mm-hmm. And like at a certain point, I think I messaged like three people and I just like, it just kind of, it didn't sit well. Yeah. Did <laughs> like they I'm tell you serious. to do that? They encouraged it. They were like, what do they call it? Selling to your warm market, like your, your family and friends. Um, that's what they encouraged to do first. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't remember how many people I needed to reach out to, but I really only reached out to like three or four. Yeah. Because that's really the only, the amount of people that I actually talked to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, but it, it just never sat well with me personally and then I kind of fell off for a little bit and I think that's when I found MCA or at least I found the person that would eventually become my upline okay Um, and she was it it seemed to me like on her Instagram account that she was an influencer type Or like she was portraying herself to be an influencer. Um, She had uh, quite a few thousands of followers, but like nothing, probably less than 20,000. Okay. She still has less than 20,000 followers on Instagram uh, to this day, as far (laughs) as I know. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) But um, she's kind of stopped at least as far as I know with MLMs and she's moved on to other things, hopefully. Um, But she was the one that I reached out to for MCA. And I kind of, I think I still have the messages that between her and I, when I was like deciding what I wanted to do. So for those of you listening, MCA is Motor Club of America. And I had heard of this, but I, I, I had, like, I don't know any of the details. And so on their website, they offer things like emergency roadside assistance, travel discounts. Um, they help with local attorneys and loss protection. Um, like That looks like travel insurance kind of is what that feels yeah. like. Yeah. And so it, it looks like there's membership plans. Yeah. So, so I think if you signed up to be a distributor or like a, a representative, you would have that insurance paid for with your membership, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So it's like free products. Like yeah. sign up to you like free your- service. I think what they were doing is like free services since they didn't really have the actual product, like the physical product. Yep. Yeah. Because there's typically... There's, well, there's product uh, MLMs and then there's services MLMs. You know, like iGenius, that's more of a service MLM where at MCA also a service MLM, but then like Prove It, It Works, Beachbody, those are more product-based, so. Yeah. Yeah, I found the messages that I have with her. So the interesting thing with this specific person, I guess we can call her Jay since that's what her name starts with. But she, so it says, hey there, you can find the replay to a 15 minute presentation that tells you exactly what I do here. And she sent me a link to a video. This is not, she says, this is not direct sales or even an MLM. Oh my God. If after watching you'd like to get started or have any questions, just let me know. Thanks so much for reaching out. So that's why I'm confused on if it's like even an MLM or not. Yeah, <laughs> but like, let's talk it really, about it. It really feels like it was or still is because basically what you were encouraged to do is have people sign up under you. Mm-hmm. And then with each recruit 
you would get the commission for it, basically. Very interesting. So, and I think this is a great thing to talk about on this podcast as well, because so many people come across, uh, so, I mean, there's so many companies, it's hard to keep track of what is an MLM and what is a, in my opinion, legitimate company. So for those of you that are listening, as you come across a company, you can just simply go to Google and say, is insert the name of the company an MLM. And when I did that for MCA, there's an article that comes up um, from December 7th, 7th, 2017. And it says MCA is a notorious scam that sells a fake roadside assistance program that rarely delivers on its promises. Plus the service is available free on new cars with an American Express and most auto insurance offers a quality plan for 10 bucks a year. Whereas MCA, according to their website, and I'll put the the link to this in the show notes so you guys can check it out too. Um, Obviously I I would not suggest signing up, but for those of you that, you know, like we we cite our sources here, that's what we do. Um, so there's a, a $9.95 a month security plan that offers everything except for long distance towing, recreational vehicles, um, AD&D coverage, and then there's a $19.95 a month um, that has everything. So it offers that kind of roadside security, legal security, theft security, concierge and discounts for traveling. Um, and I, again, I'll put this in the show notes cause I think it's really kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. You don't really hear a lot about like these insurance MLMs. That's true. Cause in my opinion, they're pretty sneaky about how they market. Yeah. Because like Primerica. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that that's an MLM. Yeah. And that's a little scary to me. Mm-hmm. So it- yeah. Um, apparently it's a scam allegedly. And let's look at the comp plan. Income opportunity. Oh my God. This is so much. Uh, Yeah. Matrix income, residual passive extra income. If you're a platinum member, what does that even mean? You probably have to pay a specific amount for the membership to be considered the platinum or premium. That's very interesting. Or at least that's Um, how I would understand it. It does show what you get off of each generation. So each level. Okay. So that's interesting. See, I didn't even look at the comp plan when I started. <laughs> I mean, we probably, I like, when I, I have to think back to when I started, I didn't really know that a comp plan was a thing. I didn't understand that an income disclosure was a thing. I don't even know if it was back then, to be quite honest with you. We're talking about 2007. I know I'm dating myself, but uh, I don't know if those things were even around at that time. Yeah. I yeah, think- this is very interesting. I think for it works, I might have gotten the comp plan because somehow I knew how to I knew to ask for that. <laughs> this one hundred percent is an MLM. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking at at this and I'm gonna put this in the show notes as well. It says direct sales. Okay. Direct sales, and then it has the number of sales, the commission that you make. Below that, it talks about a, it talks about overrides. Now, if it's not an MLM company, you're not going to get paid off of the people you recruit. Mm -hmm. If it's a, if it's a sales company, you're going to get paid off of, you're going to get sales commission. Yeah. So hundred percent. Is this an MLM? Yes. According to their website. Yes. At least we have that figured out. (laughs) Yes. At least we could answer that for you today. (laughs) It's like, the videos and the articles, because I was doing like a mini deep dive for myself to like remind myself of what it was. Love that. It was like going back and forth between is it a scam? Is it not a scam? Obviously, if you're asking yourself if it's a scam, it probably is. Absolutely. But like there were, I saw a lot of videos on YouTube 
from people that were reps at the time that were just like promoting it and saying that it's a great way to earn an extra income and they were literally one of the videos that i saw had the the girl was like she took a pile of cash and was like showing it off to the camera that's what these people like to do in this company apparently like oh that's God. that's their main selling point is to hold up a, a wad of cash um that's an income claim you can't do that if you haven't heard one yeah that's that's an income claim. holy crap because like with this company the whole thing that i remember was like you can make thousands of dollars a month and they were always making those claims. So in all of the Instagram feeds of the people that were in this company, all of the cash was being shilled on their feed all the time. Oh my God, that is so cringy, but it's a perfect example of how they use income claims, whether it's pictures of money or lifestyle type posts and reels and different things like that, that we see to try and recruit. Yeah. And it was like, it was mainly the higher ups, like my upline and then her upline, her upline. I don't know if I can say her name, but I can, I can tell you her name. Her name is Angie Long, A-N-J-I Long. And she was definitely portrayed as like a, an influencer. So she had like those lifestyle posts and like those travel posts all the time. And she would constantly promote like the time freedom, work from Wi-Fi, work from home, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh was- my God. I just found a picture of her on social media and she's holding cash, like yep. fanned out in her hands. Yep. They love to do that. Oh my God. Love to do that. Helping ordinary. And this is like, we're not shaming her. We're talking about like, Hey, this was her leader in MCA. And we're trying to see if she's still into that, but now she's a direct male boss. I don't, that's interesting. Yeah, her, her timeline is really confusing for me. Like I tried to look her up again and like see her Instagram but apparently she privated it yeah I did see that on Instagram yeah um and then her website is like shilling a program that she created um and it there was an article that I found that was going over it actually (laughs) oh my god uh let me Yeah, she has a YouTube where she did, like, her thing was her, like, team, I guess you could call it, is Wi-Fi wealth. Oh, my God. That is so cringy. (laughs) And it's, her YouTube channel says, on this channel, I share super simple and fun ways to make money from home. But she actually does. Like, she shows on her channel to make, like, money from Etsy and shopify and that kind of thing like legit thing love that but then also was shilling an mlm at the time why do I... multiple streams of income you know i know but it's so gross it's like these yeah. it just in my opinion it's it's like these coaches these social media coaches these network marketing coaches that you find out also are building in an mlm company it's i just think that is so gross yeah it is they're and they're victimizing a group that's already being victimized actually i found i found the article that i looked into and it's called wi-fi wealth system review scammer legit way to make money from home anywhere oh my god i just sent it to you in the chat okay thank you yeah, so I mean she's got some she's that. got some cool videos on here selling, you know, Etsy shop stuff. I love that. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Like her YouTube was pretty legit, but then she also had like one of the main things that they tried to tell us to do like the um like the hidden fees that I told you about. Yeah. They were trying to get us to use AWeber. If you've ever heard of it, it's like the email system 
where it helps you like create emails and if you have like a list of users you can just import it and they will send out those email templates to them oh wow okay i've not heard of that so they encouraged us to do that to send to people and to like make it more professional Oh, and then God. they also encouraged they they liked to call it affiliate marketing with what they did a lot of the time you know and let's talk about that let's talk about affiliate marketing versus mlm because i think that that's also an important conversation to have in affiliate marketing you typically some some companies they want to see your social media page they want to and i know you know this cuz like this is your field of expertise so if i misstep feel free to correct me um but some companies want to see like your analytics they want to see your your you know what your interaction looks like how many followers you have how often do you post your stories they want to see you know like they want to see you and what you're doing on social media but with affiliate marketing you don't have to buy a kit and there's no recruiting bonuses. There's there's no benefit. And, and typically, there's not even a way to recruit people. You sign up, you get a link, you use whatever product. For example, I'm a huge fan of these fitness tea rocker I really tanks. like it. Thank you. I mean, I love them. I wear them all the time. I have a bunch of them and I, it's, I just love them. They and I've messaged them. Huh? They look good on you. Thank you. I've messaged them several times. Like, Hey, I'd love to work with you guys. I'd love to work with you guys. If that were to happen, it would be an affiliate link. So maybe it's a discount. If when people order, I get a very small commission, they get the goods. I get a little tiny commission and it's all good. That's affiliate marketing. Then you have MLM. And a lot of these companies are like, well, there's two sides to the comp plan. You don't have to recruit. And that's how they're trying to say this is affiliate marketing. You can make money off the sale of the product, but you can't really make a livable wage off of just selling an MLM product, typically, because the commission is so small. That's where the recruiting bonuses or the recruiting side of the comp plan comes in, where you get the team bonuses, you get the pool bonuses, you get the car bonuses. A lot of that is based off of personal sales and team sales combined. And the the recruiting part is where you get the big bonuses. And that is one of the main problems that we have with multi-level marketing companies is the difference and the emphasis specifically on recruiting, but the difference in bonuses between the commission off the sale of the product and then the bonus that you get for recruiting somebody who bought a kit and now started their quote unquote business. Sorry, my dog just came in. (laughs) Oh, you're fine. The man of the hour. Oh, I wish you guys could see her dog. Oh, you can see him in the Discord. You can if you join. That's true. If you join, if you were to become a member, you would be able to see. We have a whole channel with just fur baby stuff. It's the best. It is the best. Oh my god, so cute. So, do you have anything to add as far as because I know that you are in the you work for a marketing firm essentially, so. Um, I'm sure you have a lot to say when it comes to affiliate marketing versus MLMs. Yes, because so one of the first jobs that I ever had was in a marketing department for a travel company. Well, travel bag company. Okay. Um, and so being an intern, I basically did whatever they needed me to do. And eventually I ended up working on their social media because the social media person left while I was still there. So I would be the one reaching out to influencers and seeing if they would be interested in working with us or 
connecting with the current influencers that they were already working with, that type of thing. Yeah. And most of the time, the company was small and they didn't have a real budget for marketing. So it really depends on who you reach out to. Mm -hmm. But most of the time for the company that I worked for, we would end up just sending them free product. And that's a way of affiliate marketing as well as just uh, getting or like promoting the business, yeah. uh, promoting the product is just sending it out for free and they do a review. Um, so other times they would ask for like a flat rate, which I feel like a lot of influencers do at a certain point of their uh, influencing journey. <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh, if they have a number, a certain number of followers, a flat rate is usually a good way to go. If you're yeah. doing like a video, that can be a flat rate. If you're doing an Instagram post, that can be a flat rate. Um, or there is the option to do the link, the disco discount code and link kind of thing. Okay. Or you can just get a discount code for your followers, but you don't get any commission from it. Okay. So there are multiple ways of promoting a business that don't require you to recruit whatsoever. And yeah. you don't have yeah. to consistently promote that same business like you do for an MLM. Because with an MLM, you have to focus on that one company alone for the rest of the time that you're in. And you, it, they frown upon you promoting anything else. Yep. Allegedly. Most yeah. of the time they do. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times once you hit a certain level in the majority of these companies, uh, you are not allowed to be a part of anything that has competing products. Which I mean is understandable, but it, if you're an influencer, you want to be able to promote the other things that you like, you know, yeah. and you don't, you shouldn't, in my opinion, you shouldn't have to be centered or your life shouldn't have to be centered around one company. Yeah. Because there are so like Roberta keeps Roberta Blevins keeps saying that there are so many dupes out there for yes. MLM products Yes, that are so much better quality and less expensive. <laughs> yeah. Way, way cheaper. And the only reason that MLMs make these products so expensive is so that they can pay the people within the pyramid that's right like cents on the dollar go to each person from the top to the bottom yep i was watching whose video was i watching today ah i was watching max video today on the um the monet the new vp have you seen that video i have not no i'll put it in the show notes too because i think it was really powerful yeah. Um, and what he was, he, he basically was saying that he was explaining like the three different buckets. I know we're totally going off on a tangent, but I just think that this is a really cool conversation that we're having. Yeah. Um, he was talking about the three buckets. So the retailing bucket, which the sa the sale of the product, um, then the team, you know, which is the residual income. I can't remember what the third bucket was, but in this explanation, he said, well, the reason it, it he didn't say it exactly like this, but he was basically implying that the price is the way that it is to pay these commissions. And Stuart was bragging, like, we pay 50 cents on the dollar. And it was really fascinating. So I'm actually going to put that video, the link in the show notes, so you guys can listen to it and watch it um, if you have not already. And I, I, because I think that there's a lot of people in MLMs that won't admit that, you know, the, the cost of the product is so expensive because just like you said, it's to, to be able to cover those commissions. Yeah. And they have, most of the time, they have thousands of people on these teams that, like we keep saying, most people don't end up making a livable wage yeah. because of that. And that's called market saturation. I love the hand movement you just said. I wish everybody <laughs> could have seen that. <laughs> I'm just picturing like, the text being like markets you know right. let's just edit that in into the video <laughs> you know and I, I just it's really interesting to me one how a lot of the people in MLM say that oh the, this is affiliate marketing that's that's very interesting it's also very interesting to me that they accept certain things and completely deny others you know like the recruiting bonus oh you don't have to recruit well 
But if you're starting a business to make money, you're going to have to recruit in order to if, make money. If you ever want to rank up at all, you have to recruit. You have to. And that's what we keep seeing. Yeah. Oh, and the, going back to MCA. Yes. Um, I tried recruiting one person. <laughs> um, he was a friend that I had in community college. And he was interested. He like went through the process of signing up. I never got a commission for that. <laughs> I think because there was something wrong with the link or the the way that they like had it for us to make a commission was really weird. Like they used a TVC matrix kind of thing. I don't even know what that means. I'm gonna it, it's like a separate portal that you sign up for and you get a separate link for commissions for people to sign up under you or whatever the hell I don't even remember oh so essentially he signed up to be sponsored by corporate I have no idea but maybe interesting <laughs> yeah I but think, I never got any money for that I think that that aspect of MLM companies is fascinating to me there are so many companies like the it works website that I was just on um they they typically you can typically go in my opinion, to many of these companies' websites and order product directly from corporate. If they're about the people, why do they not make somebody have a distributor that they order through? If they're really about their people, that doesn't make any sense to me. There are some companies, for example, prove it, they do require you to have a distributor that you are ordering through. However, in my, in my research that I have done over the last few years, I did find out that Prove It allegedly was running ads and the site or the, the distributor that they were running these ads to was customer service. I don't know if Prove It people know that. I, I've got the screenshots of that somewhere of the ad because it was when I was really starting to look at ads and click funnels and different things like that. And I came across this and was like, wait, but Prove It says that they don't, they, they, you have to have a promoter to order through. But if that's the case, why would they be running ads to the corporate website? Where are those people going? Well, they're probably putting it under whoever they want. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Like anytime that I've gone to an MLM website, just for shits and giggles, like sometimes I just want to see how much the products cost and what yeah. all they offer and things like that. And most of the time it's like, they'll have a random distributor given to me based on my zip code. Yep. And that's who my order, like the commission will go to that person. Yeah. And it's like, why can't I just order retail? I don't. <laughs> like any other legit retail company? I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. Some of the, I'm going to call this fine print. Some of the fine print stuff that you don't see that once you remove yourself and you, and you, you really start to see things for what they are. It's, it's fascinating to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I got into the anti-MLM community quite a few years ago at this point, or at least it feels like so long. COVID kind of made my timeline very skewed. I think a lot of people can <laughs> agree with you on that. Like, I think it was, I initially started watching Kiki Chanel. Okay, She was yeah, one of the first people that I started watching. And then I think Savannah Marie, Mm -hmm. the second person the biggest person and then it kind of just trickled down from there and then I got into a deeper rabbit hole yeah. for the past like three years Listen, and I'm just I like no idea anti-MLM was a thing yeah no like, idea it was interesting too at the time that I was in these companies I was looking up videos of people like for it works specifically i was trying to find people that had used the products and seeing how to apply the product and things like that yeah. and how it affected them and that kind of thing 
and even that was like so slim to none yeah and now i can find multiple videos of people like testing out monet products or monat mona whatever as we call it (laughs) (laughs) um and you can find so many videos of people trying those products but it it was like slim to none back then yeah so it's just crazy to see how far it's come Mm -hmm. you know and for those of you listening you know we talked about how to find out if a company is an MLM company and if you're wanting to research the other side which I highly suggest if you're considering joining an MLM or purchasing an MLM product I would highly suggest that you go to YouTube you type in the company name and you type in anti-MLM so that you can see the other side. I wish I had that resource. Maybe that resource was around and I just didn't know. Um, but I wish I would have stopped and, and really kind of looked at what I was doing. Cause I'm not so sure I would have joined. Yeah, I definitely would not have joined any of these companies if I had legitimately done my own research yeah. rather than going directly to the rep who would give me their biased opinions on how the company has helped them or like I was looking through that conversation that I had with the it works rep Mm -hmm. and like all of our initial like first conversations are basically just all copy and paste on her end like I'll send you a screenshot in discord but it's like such a long message about like telling me what it works is telling me what they offer and she says so my job is to spread the word about how amazing these products are using social media i use instagram and facebook i just post expand my friends list just friend random people on the internet that you don't know okay (laughs) and answer messages slash text and help other people do the same it's amazing there's no no quotas Oh, God. And I don't even have to carry inventory, which I know she does. Oh, my God. Since everything is done online, kind of like a referral system. Makes sense? No, I love when when they ask a question at the end. Makes sense? What questions can I help you with? Don't do that. I don't like that. (laughs) The best thing is, since I was technically part of ItWorks, I was in a group chat for the comp like for the team that she was on yeah and I saw the other uplines pasting those messages to help people so then so you I know realized, where those messages came from yeah you realized oh my god these are the same things that she used on me yep how did you feel about that it just I don't think I realized at the, at the time but I was like reflecting on it now and it just feels so ingenuine yeah And like, initially when I started talking to her, because I was so young at the time, I thought that, oh, maybe this person could be a friend at some point. Yeah. But now it's like, no, she was just using me for money. Yeah. Because the recruiting and the team bonuses are how people make money in MLMs. Yep. That's yucky. I don't like that. Yeah, but I got to see that for both companies, actually, because <laughs> yeah. I was added to a group chat for Motor Club, of, Motor Club of America as well, and pretty much the same thing happened. But with the It Works group chat, it was like, it was helping the distributors by providing those copy and paste messages to deal with customers asking questions and those types of things, mm-hmm. like faking customer service, basically, and because no one's taught to do that in an MLM. You don't get the training. You just get a copy and paste message. Um, And then along with that, it was like promoting Mike Pentecost is the person that owns it works. Okay. And he would do Facebook lives um, on the company Facebook page quite a bit to like hype up the distributors and things like that, you know, like, um, and in the group chat, if he was doing a live stream, like people in the group chat would hound us if we weren't, if they didn't see us in the live stream. Oh my God. Like, Ew. They, like they were expecting us to join that. 
stream. Mm-mm. Because your CEO is talking, so you need to be listening. You yeah. need to be plugged in. You need to make sure that you are taking your business serious. And if you are not on this, if you are not learning and taking all of the notes and looking for the nugget, you're not taking your business seriously. That's genuinely what it felt like. Yeah. yeah. Like they were trying to control my time, even though they were promoting the time freedom. What that's is crazy? That's not time freedom. There is no time freedom in multi-level marketing. There's nope. just not. Nope. And it's so crazy because everybody talks about that. Oh, the time freedom. If, if I just watched a video that I'm considering reacting to uh, yesterday from somebody in my former upline, one of the many companies, and this person was talking about time freedom. And I'm like, but there is no time freedom unless you're at the top of the pyramid. If you're at the top of the pyramid, you can do whatever you want because you're getting paid off of everybody else's efforts. But if you're anywhere in the pyramid except for at the top, there's no time freedom. And I talked about this in my last YouTube video because it was the perfect example. It was the perfect visual. Like, you know, your picture of spinning plates, you're spinning plates. And the second that you stop focusing on keeping all the plates spinning, it all comes crashing down. That's MLM. There's no time freedom. If yep. you stop, your business crumbles. Yep. That's not a business. Yep. It's, that's the worst thing for me is that they claim it to be their own business, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. They have no insight on products and pricing and, you know, any of those things. Yeah. The interesting thing is when I was asking about pricing and things like that, most of the time, copy and paste message from her so yeah. it's like she doesn't know and she doesn't know she asks other people for the answer so yeah. like okay thanks yeah you know and the other thing is if you if you own your own business how how come they can terminate you exactly that's crazy to me coming from somebody that's been terminated <laughs> for and no like, reason and like, we're seeing other people be terminated now. Yeah. Like with Angelique. Yep. For speaking up and wanting to change, you know, and I used to think this too. And I think that there's a lot of people that are in an MLM that think that they can do MLM different because I, I, I used to think that. I thought the exact same thing when I was in. Yeah. Like I'm I thought maybe way. I could do it my own way, but in the end. It's the same shit. You, you can't reinvent the wheel. Exactly. If it if you know that recruiting is what makes the money, that's what you got to do to make the money. Yeah. And that's not okay with me. Agreed. I'm with you on that. So how did you get out of MCA? Um, honestly, I, it took a long time for me to like really fully be out. Like I would still have small conversations here and there with the upline that I had. Mm -hmm. um, and then it was funny because they had us pay, you know, there's how there's always like this recurring fee for like a website thing. Yeah. MCA didn't give us that website. We had to pay for it on our own. Um, and my upline had suggested um, something for like 1099, probably something off of GoDaddy or something. Yeah. And that what that subscription I still had going on up until two years ago. Oh wow! Because it's and probably something you forgot about. Yeah, like it was something that I didn't realize that was still being sent to my account. And the hardest thing with that one was that. I couldn't just automatically cancel it like you would expect from a legit company. <laughs> I had to call the customer service. Oh, God. To get them to cancel for me. If you could get through to them and if and I could wait get through the amount them. of time. Yeah. For like, and I was like, in my head, the 1099 or whatever, it didn't seem like a lot. So it took me a long time to really consider actually calling them because I was making a decent amount of money that I could still pay for. But if I yeah. wasn't using it, why should I keep it going, you know? Right, exactly. So I told my roommate at the time and she or they um, 
they told me to do it because it's like yeah. you're not you're not doing shit with it you never used it to begin with yeah so why it's are you costing you money like that's the stupidest thing to me is that they have those recurring fees mm-hmm. but they refuse to admit that yeah. yeah like i was never told about those until i had already signed up had gotten because when you sign up for it you sign up for the membership so i had like an insurance card you know yeah um and it wasn't until then that my upline started mentioning to like create my own website and kind of that that kind of thing and like i said sure but then i i feel like i i work as a web designer now Mm -hmm. and like with user experience and things like that and even back then like three years ago i realized like the the platform that they were using piece of shit (laughs) Mm, and it was probably cheap for them right it was very cheap it was like very basic coding that you could do in five minutes (laughs) Wow. And they they didn't have any, like, if you're paying, like, $100 a year, you expect something, yeah. like, $120 a year. You expect it to be a little bit more value. Yeah. But, no. I mean, that's MLMs, right? <laughs> like, they just want In you In our to, opinion. Like, they just want you to put your picture, the link to sign up, and that's it. That's literally what it felt like. That's crazy. And that's not worth ten ninety nine a month. Absolutely not. That's worth like ninety nine cents a month. Exactly. <laughs> so you got out, then you you were diving into anti MLM content, and like you know what's going on now. Now, I am working for a marketing agency in Chicago. I got the job right after I graduated with my bachelor's degree. Girl, yes. Um, I've been working there since July of last year and I have so much gratitude Mm. for the anti-MLM community specifically because it validated what I went through at the time Mm. and it kind of, it gave an explanation of the things I was going through. Like when you did your video about cognitive dissonance, yeah. like I kind of knew what that was since I took like psychology in college and things like that. But I didn't realize that I was going through it at the time until you started to like describe everything with it. Yeah. So it's like, it may seem so minuscule, but over time it has given me so much knowledge. <laughs> Yeah. About like we see the same things happening in so many different MLM companies. Mm-hmm. Because we know it's all the same. Yeah. It literally is all the same. And they the reps, they try to promote it as being, oh, we're different. This mm-hmm. product is different. Yep. This company is not the same as the other one you joined before. Yep when it's really not and it's all like in my opinion overly expensive products yes with very basic ingredient lists Mm -hmm. you know what's funny about that is it it kills me every time one of these reps one of these companies is like oh we're so different like remember the aerial video and their big thing was or is that they claim that their comp plan is so different. But when you do like a side-by-side with HempWorks, which is the company that the founders of Ariel came from, it's almost identical. The names are different. The ranks are different. They took a little bit, you know, from, from this bonus and put it over here. There's, there's very minute changes in my opinion, when you look at the difference in the comp plans. And so when, when these people are like, oh, well, you know, our company is so different. Our culture is so different. Our, our comp plan is so different. It's like, you guys all stem from Amway. It can't be that different. 
and it's not no and they have to follow that like what is it the 70 percent rule yep um it has to be focused on more of the product sales rather than the recruiting yep but as we've seen most of the time allegedly they don't follow that yeah well and that's why a lot of the companies like i remember when i was in modair and they were like we have a 10 to 1 customer to social marketer ratio because they have to but what's interesting is if you think about that and you hold that up next to the company's income disclosure statements those two don't they don't make sense if you really had 10 legit customers, because we know that a lot of these companies have the distributors as the customers, whether they have ghost accounts, customer accounts, whatever you want to call them. There's a lot of companies that do that. There's a lot of teams that maybe it's not the, maybe it's not coming from the company, maybe it's coming from the teams, you know, but there's a lot of people within MLM that have these extra accounts that look like customer accounts. So if the FTC came in and said, show us your customer accounts, it would look like a customer account. Yep. And so it, if you if you compare those two, it's very, very interesting. I'd venture to say that it's probably very different, um, especially after 2020 and the pandemic in 2021 and the emphasis a lot of these companies had on recruiting at that time. I bet that number is extremely skewed right now. And I'd venture to say that there's a lot of people, hopefully, that figured it out because of the noise that the anti-MLM, you know, uh, movement is creating, that they started to see what they were a part of. But those people that still have the account, but they aren't really using the products, they shut down their smart ship and all of that stuff, their auto ships, that's going to impact that income disclosure statement. So I'm I'm genuinely curious in the next couple of years to see how the income disclosure statements change. Yeah, and I really, it surprises me personally at how long they're able to get away without one. Yeah. And how long they're able to get, get away with, without changing it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> well, normally you would expect a company to change it every year. Yeah. Legally, they should be required to do it every year. Yeah, well, and that's why it's so important that we start, we, everybody needs to go to mlmchange.org and put in their comments for the FTC. Basically what's happening is the FTC is opening up their platform essentially for us to have a conversation and share your MLM experience. And what we really, really need to have done is there's going to be a a clause for uh, businesses to disclose what the opportunity actually looks like, income disclosure statements, those types of things. We want MLMs to be grouped into that. So go to mlmchange.org and it, it, it's a guide that helps you to figure out what you should say or how you can say it um, and, and help you kind of formulate exactly what needs, what you want to say. Um, but it's really important that we all uh, that we all go and do this. I'm still working on my comment, but we have until the end of May to do that. Yes. And yeah, I highly suggest everybody do it. Have your, your spouse do it, have, you know, your friends, you know, all of those things, because really we need MLMs to be, to be grouped into these, these opportunity, um, the, the clause, if you will. Yes, absolutely. I, I agree. Yeah. So go to, go do it. You guys. Okay. All right. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I feel like this was a really cool conversation, a little bit different than some of the podcasts that I've done. We talked about marketing and of course we talked about, you know, a new MLM, um, that we've not talked about on the show before and it works. And, you know, I just, I value you so much. You have been such a, a help for me and, you know, just designing merch and just, just being you. And I appreciate you, um, in the discord and just, just helping out the way that you do. And of course, thank you for sharing your story on this podcast and, um, yeah, in the future, when you have a website, we talked about this before, but when you have a website and you're taking in like 
you know, website and, and just different things. Um, I'll make sure that I add your, your website into the show notes. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for allowing me to share my story with you and thank you for doing what you do. Thank you. Because you brought such a different perspective to the anti-MLM community being from the top of a company. It's been quite the journey. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) It's been quite the journey, but thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you all. If you feel inclined. I would love for you guys to leave me a five-star review. You can connect with me on social media um, and I'll see you guys on the next podcast or the next YouTube video. And I hope you guys all have an amazing day. I'll see you guys later.